Hello there. Welcome back and thank you for joining the Chick in a Bag podcast. My name is Ty Johnson and I am so excited that we are continuing with our ABCs of getting out of the bag. ABCs of getting out of the bag. Today we are going to continue with the letter C. This is our final episode for the letter C and it is C for condemnation. C for condemnation. Condemnation is a very venomous, very deliberate, and very harmful bag that many people can find themselves in, whether it's due to self-condemnation or the condemnation of others for things that have taken place and experiences that have truly um, taken a toll on your life. And I really want us to dive in deeply so that we can defeat the bag of condemnation now and forevermore. Condemnation comes to rob you. It comes to rob you and to steal destiny. It comes to steal and to frustrate purpose. It consumes you with thoughts that are debilitating, thoughts of failure, inadequacies, lack and brokenness. Um, things about pain and loss, every demonic arrow meant to deflate your confidence in yourself and ultimately in God. You see, condemnation doesn't just come to deal with you, but it really comes to destroy your faith. Remember that God saves those who believe if we only believe. And when you allow condemnation to make you feel as if you're never going to make it, you're never going to get out, or you deserve that pain, or you deserve that humiliation, what you're saying is that you do not believe that God has delivered you. You do not believe that God has made a way of escape. You do not believe that God has redeemed you unto himself. It's very important because this is saying that you don't have the faith. And the Bible tells us that without faith is impossible to please God. Condemnation is a mind-eating cancer. It comes to break your spirit from ever arising and arriving to your rightful place of authority and abundance in life. It eats away at your conscience. It constantly makes you think that you're not worthy. It constantly reminds you of your past. It constantly reminds you of your life before knowing who Christ was and even the mistakes that you made after you knew who Christ was. This condemnation comes to make you knock you down and not allow you to get back up. Condemnation won't allow you to enjoy this precious gift of life, which is fleeting from us each and every second. If there's anything that we should know, especially between 2020 and 2021, is that life is fleeting. So many people are dying each and every day at an alarming rate that otherwise from this corona or COVID, we those people would still be with us. Yet and still, in an instant, their life can be taken away and our life is fleeting. Every moment that we have is precious. Don't allow condemnation to come and rob you of the joy of that moment. It is a thief. Condemnation is a thief and it's stolen countless godly destinies from ever realizing and experiencing the life that God purposed for them to have. Condemnation. Think about 
about it. Think about yourself. How many times have you wanted to do something, but you hear this voice, this condemnation that comes in and tells you that you're not worthy? Who are you? Who do you think you are? That's condemnation coming to tell you that, you know, you, you, you know what you did. You know how you are. You know who you are. You know where you come from. You know what you don't have. Don't allow condemnation to rob you another second. It has robbed the world of unseen talents and gifts simply by bearing down on many of us until it's crushed us under its weight, never to rise again. I'm telling you, I had to battle against the bag of condemnation, trying to make me look at the decisions I've made in the past, whether knowingly or unknowingly, to tell me that I don't qualify for my future. But I want you to know that the devil is a liar. You qualify for everything that God has died for you to experience. Condemnation has no place in your life, no place in the kingdom, no place And how do I know that? The Bible tells us in Romans 8, verse 1, it says, therefore, hallelujah, there is therefore now no condemnation. It didn't say some, it didn't say kind of, it said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What does that mean? That means that if you have made a decision to walk after the spirit of almighty God, if you've made a decision to be hidden in Christ, to give your life to Christ, I'm not talking about somebody that is purposely desiring to do the things of the flesh, allowing their flesh to have complete ruling reign over them. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people who've made a decision to follow the Lord. Though you find yourself in situations and sometimes you make mistakes and end up making bad choices, however, but your heart's desire is to be led by the spirit of the God. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation. When? Now. Now there's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, what does that mean? You know, I went back and I looked at Romans chapter seven, because before we get to chapter eight, towards the end of chapter seven, it's really deep. You can hear the apostle Paul really go in talking about how, you know, he really desired to serve the Lord, but in some instances he find himself making the wrong decisions. This is us in our Christian journey every day. There's things in us that war against the truth and we have to be vigilant about it every day. But we can't allow condemnation to come in because what condemnation desires to do is to make you give in. Give in and say, oh, well, I'm bad anyway. So let me just continue along this path. Oh, well, there's no hope for me anyway. How many people have you heard say that? How many people have you seen say, well, anyway, I already know God can't forgive me because of this, this, this and that. No, yes, he can. And yes, he will. It's his will. It's his desire. It is why he died, shed his blood and raised back up so that you and I may have life and have it more abundantly. If only we believe the Bible talks about in Romans seven, Paul was saying, starting at um, verse 21, I, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me, meaning I want to do right. But then here's evil is always there. 
Verse 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. What is this saying that he was having trouble? He was having struggles like we do, but the enemy wants to condemn you and make you think you're less than it, that you're not worthy to serve God and you're not worthy for that position in ministry. You're not worthy to own that business. You're not worthy for that family. That's what the enemy wants to throw in your mind. But here it is. The apostle Paul is telling you that he too finds that he he's warring. He's serving God with his inward man, but in his flesh, he's warring against things. Verse 24, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then when the mind, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So he's telling you that he's going back and forth. He's battling with some things, but look, the very next verse that starts chapter eight, verse one says, there is therefore now no condemnation. This is where that scripture comes from. There's no condemnation to them, which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, which means that I'm not purposing in my heart to do what I want to do, Lord. I desire to do what you have called me to do. I desire to do what you want me to do, but yet and still I fall sometimes. And I want to show you another scripture that tells us that, okay, yeah, you made a mistake. It's not like you're purposing. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to condemn you. It's venomous. And that's why I say it's venomous because it's the small little incision points that come in. And then that venom spreads throughout and it chokes you. It chokes your life purpose. It chokes your dreams. It chokes your ability to move and to get up. It literally paralyzes you from thinking you are worthy to do what it is that God has called you to do. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. All of our righteousness is but filthy rags. The thing that makes us righteous is the blood of Jesus Christ. That is why there is therefore no condemnation because you're hidden in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I wish you would understand what I'm saying this morning. Then you would get off your soapbox. Then you would get out of condemnation and thinking that you're not worthy and that you don't deserve it. Yes, you deserve it because you're in Christ. Hallelujah. And he deserves it. He deserves the glory. He he deserves the praise. He deserves the honor and condemnation cannot rob you of giving that to him. Look at what the Bible says in Psalms 37, 23 through 24. The Bible says that the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his ways. He delights in the way that you're going. However, look at verse 24. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. That means that, yeah, you're going to fall sometimes. And look at what he says. Though the man falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. Why? Keep reading. It says, for the Lord upholded him with his hand. See, the devil doesn't want you to know that. The devil wants you to stay down in your rut. The devil wants you to continue to think you're not worthy, that you're not able, that you're not smart enough, that you're not pretty enough, that you're just not enough. That's why he comes with the spirit of condemnation. But in Christ, there's not condemnation. You know what's in Christ? Conviction. There's a huge difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction 
Revelation makes you recognize what it is that the Holy Spirit is telling you in that moment. What is the right thing? What is the wisdom for the moment? What it is that you are to do? Condemnation comes to destroy you and tell you that you're not good. Look at what you did. Look, condemnation is pointing the finger while conviction is pricking the heart. I'll say that again. Condemnation is pointing the finger of accusation while conviction is pricking the heart for redemption and for salvation. Know the difference. God does not condemn. He convicts. Whereas the enemy is the one that holds condemnation that tries to get us down, that tries to wear you out, that tries to break you in every possible way that he can. But I want you to know this morning or today or whatever time you listen to the podcast that you don't have to deal with it. Get up. Verse 24 said, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholded him with his hand, meaning the Lord has you in his hand. He's upheld you. So get up, get up out of that place that the enemy told you you were condemned to stay there. Do you understand when a building is condemned? That means that it is no more of any good use. It just needs to be leveled. It needs to be leveled and taken out, but that is not your portion. You are not condemned. As long as there's breath in your body, you still have a purpose. You still have purpose on your life. There is a plan. God knows the plans he has for you and it's to give you an expected end, a hope and a future and an expected end. What is your expectation this morning? Don't let it be condemnation, but let your expectation be that of fulfilling the destiny and the purpose of God on your life. Get up. Don't stay down because you feel down. God has given you a provision and that provision is his grace and his mercy. Get up. Mercy is God's willingness to forgive you. And his grace is the empowerment to get you up and to repent. This grace gives you the strength to trust God and to get up again. I want to encourage you today to get up again. No matter how the enemy is telling you you've done too much in the past, God is still in the business of forgiving. God is still in the business. There's nothing that you could have done that God is not willing to forgive you for today. I want you to break the yoke of the enemy of condemnation off your life today by knowing that God is able, willing, and desires to deliver you out of that situation. No matter what you've done in your past, you might have done something so, so evil and so bad, but you can turn it over today. You can say, Lord, have mercy on my life. Take this away from me. Take this thing away from me, Lord. I repent. I am sorry. Please forgive me for the wrong I've done. Forgive me for the way I've acted. Forgive me for the, the lies that I have shaken in the balance. Even lies that I've taken, Lord, I'm begging for your forgiveness and I guarantee you that God can do it. The enemy wants to remind you. He wants to condemn you of your past so that he can steal your future. It is not your portion. Don't allow condemnation to come into your life. I, I tell you this, you know, your biggest enemy in this area of condemnation is you, your mind. Don't allow your mind to condemn you and keep you from doing the needful to be successful in your purpose. 
is very, 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 very important. The second enemy that's coming to you is people and energy, energy, people and their energy. Don't let someone hold you hostage to your past. When you've truly repented and been consistent in your words and actions, cut them off. Close them out. Don't listen to what they say. Remember, you got to guard your ear gates. You got to guard your eye gates because what you keep hearing, you'll start believing. That's why the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. You need to make sure that you're hearing and hearing the word of God and not hearing and hearing people who are ready to sell you back to, to slavery of your, of, of your past. You must watch it. Don't allow these people to keep reminding you of what God has already forgiven you of. When you've shown remorse and turned your life around to be fully restored, don't allow anyone to keep you bound by the dead you, by the past you. Don't allow it. Be too busy living your new life to be disturbed with the old. You will never convince someone if they are determined to believe another version of who you are. You can't make them believe anything else. But I'm here to tell you something that God revealed to me a long time ago. God told me, I can show them better than you can tell them. Let the glory of God that is showing forth on your life silence your enemies. Let the glory that comes forth by you breaking free from condemnation and living the life that God called you to speak on your behalf. You don't need to tell anybody anything. All you need to do is tell all things to God and let him handle it. Be so wrapped up and tied up in him and doing the purpose and the needful for your life that you have no time to even entertain the naysayers or even entertain the thoughts that are coming to bombard you. It's very key that you be okay if they never see who you really are. You must be okay with that. The most important thing is that God sees and God knows you and your heart. Make sure that you've made a heart change. That's all. That's your focus. Make sure you've made a heart change and condemnation will not be able to touch you. Condemnation will not be able to touch you. Let me wrap this up by giving you some seven things to defeat condemnation. Seven things to defeat condemnation. Number one, know what God says about you. Know that God has already said he's forgiven you. Know that. Know what God says about you. Not what man is saying about you. Know that God calls you the head and not the tail. Know that God says you're above only and not beneath. Know that what God has told you. Don't worry about what anyone else is saying about you, but know what God says about you. Number two, forgive yourself. It's very important that you forgive yourself. If you want to be able to do what God has called you to do, you must forgive yourself. God has already forgiven you, but most people, they don't forgive their own self. And when you don't forgive yourself, you can't move forward. You're going to constantly condemn your own actions. You're going to constantly condemn your own way. You must forgive yourself. Number three, get real with yourself. Get real with yourself. Know your triggers. Know what it is that causes you to move in a certain way. Know what is what it is that causes you to have issues. Know what it is that causes you to go in another direction. Know. You must get real with yourself. Know when you can't go to a certain place. Know when you can't be around certain people. Know when when, when certain things will cause you to be able to, to um, th certain things will cause you to 
um, to, to get off task. Please know yourself. Know yourself. Know your triggers. Know. Be real with yourself. Be authentic. If you know you can't go to a certain location, don't go there. If you know you can't have certain people in your life or around you, don't allow certain people in your life or around you. Number four, silence your negative thoughts by talking back to them. Remember, Jesus talked back to the enemy when he was, when he was being tempted. He talked back. The devil told him that if you be God, then turn this into stone. Turn these stones into bread and eat. And he said, it is written um, that man shall not live by bread alone. You got to be able to speak back to those thoughts. Speak back to the enemy that's trying to um, be in your mind telling you certain things. Talk back. Talk back and tell him to back off. Number five, block haters. And I mean that literally. Anybody that cannot see you for who God has called you to be and who God is, what God is doing in your life, block them. Whether it's on social media, whether it's on your phone, wherever you are, if there's naysayers, you don't need to entertain that. Block it. Now, am I saying that you don't need to entertain people who are trying to speak life into you, people, um, voices of authority? No, I'm not saying that. You, are, We all need people that can speak truth to us. But if it's somebody that is being negative, somebody that does not have your best interests at heart, they keep wanting to condemn you and remind you of your past, block them. I'll say that again. Block them. Block them on social media. Block them from your phone. Block them from your life. You do not need it. Number six, set healthy boundaries in your mind, in your relationships with people, food, finances, whatever it is. Set, set um, um, boundaries, healthy boundaries. Like for instance, I'll tell you, I had a bad boundary with food. My boundary, one of the problems was, and I would always be condemning myself after I ate things that I knew I shouldn't be eating. I shouldn't eat that. I'm trying to watch my weight. I'm trying to do this. But I had a bad relationship with food, bad boundaries. I would allow myself, if I get stressed or I get worried, I was an emotional eater. I would eat if I'm happy. I was eat if I'm sad. It was based on my emotions. That's not a healthy boundary. And then after that relationship with that food, during that relationship, I would be condemning myself. Why? Or maybe it's finances for somebody. Have a, a healthy boundary. You know your budget is to spend only this on this particular thing. You have this for um, your home expenses. You have this for entertainment. You have this. And if you go outside of those boundaries, you'll be condemning yourself constantly. Why did I do that? Oh, I shouldn't have spent that. Oh, I should. Create healthy and set healthy boundaries in your mind, in your relationships with people. Don't let people overstep their bounds in your life. Do not let people take up space that they should not occupy in your life with your decision-making and things of that nature are, are coming to condemn you on, on your decisions for your own life and for your own future. And then the last one, get up. Whatever you do, get up. Do not stay down. One of the, um, um, Donnie McClurkin made a song a while ago. We fall down, but we get up. It's very important that you get up. You can, you can fall down, but don't stay down. Like Psalms 37 said, you know, though you may stumble and fall, you shall not be utterly cast down. I want to encourage you to get up. And I want you to encourage you to silence the voice 
that is coming to condemn you. It is not your portion. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come against every spirit of condemnation, every bag of condemnation in the lives of your sons and daughters right now in the name of Jesus. May they be able to see clearly who and what you've called them to do, Lord. Lord, let them be able to stand firmly on your word. Let them be able to acknowledge their past, but not live in their past. Let them just drown out the spirit of condemnation as they allow the spirit of conviction to pull them closer to purpose and destiny. And we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus mighty name. We pray. Amen. I want to thank you guys so, so much for your love and support with the chicken in the bag podcast. We greatly appreciate you. And we pray that you stay out of the bag. God bless you. See you next time. Bye-bye.